Okay, you ready to start this show? Uh, your host of the evening is a really funny dude. Um, I forgot his last name, but I've seen him before. He's really funny. Uh, give it up for Mike. Coming to you live on tape from the penthouse of a partially completed commercial high-rise in glamorous Hollywood adjacent California. From the studios of Sirius XM West, boasting an obstructed view of one of Los Angeles' leading cement factories, this is The Tully Show. I am your host, Mike Tully. Joining me today, a comedian who has made numerous high-profile appearances, including Conan O'Brien and Jimmy Fallon. He has released multiple stand-up specials, including his most recent, The Tennessee Kid, streaming now on Netflix. He is appearing this weekend at Oxnard Levity Live. Hello and welcome, Nate Bargatze. Thank you. Thank you. A little concerned about the audio glitches and uh, gloop-gloops that were just happening during the intro there. Uh, was it happening? Yeah. I don't know. The music is not intended to sound like the way that it just did. This oh, is yeah. uh, my first time in this particular room. This is a brand new facility. Yeah. And, uh, everything seems like it's going okay. I think we just got to cross our fingers and- uh, Just hope it turns out. It'd yeah. be great if it doesn't, though. That would be terrific. I, yeah. yeah. I, would I always like when stuff doesn't work out. Like, have you had that uh, experience of- uh, Yeah, where you can have, uh, I don't know, off top, like just where something doesn't- uh, we had, I did I did a podcast at the very beginning of podcast. Well, I don't do it anymore. And uh, when we were first recording, we never knew how to even record them. And we uh, just we had like a snowball mic, which is the mic that everybody would use, like like you know, one in the middle. Yeah, of the, the, table yeah, the white one that's a circle. And so we'd plug it in the computer. This is, I mean, probably 2010, and uh, we never were. It never was on. So all the audio for the first like podcast we're just recording through the computer's microphone so we we didn't know that you're supposed to like click it and like uh make well, you sure need it's to actually attach it to like actually like ideally do a little test run listen to it back yeah so i mean yeah so the first people were like this sounds terrible you're like what sh-? i mean that it will what it should sound it should sound terrible because we're mm-hmm. just talking into a computer yeah one time i wasted an hour of uh the singer of the offspring's time Going oh. to his personal home studio to record absolutely nothing. And it didn't even come, like, it was... Not did a, you tell him? Not, I did. Yeah. Your, your first inclination is, like, is there some way that I can just say, oh, yeah, no, it aired last night, everybody loved it, you know? But I would you think realize, easily they, w- they could... Maybe I don't... Unless it was an hour conversation, like, and he was, like excited about it like or probably no, like, you i know. don't think he was excited about yeah. this is early on in my career i don't think anybody any professional left any conversation with me feeling excited about the work like, that yeah, they had they're like they oh, had man, just I gotta, can't wait to hear that <laughs> i feel like i was raised so right that it's ended up being wrong in the real world yeah you know where yeah. even when a lie is really the expedient thing to do i'm just uh, i don't i don't faith in, it's not so much that i'm not inclined to do it i don't have my faith in my ability to pull it off I agree. Yeah. I yeah. I, I I was raised very good as well. <laughs> or like where it's like, yeah, you uh you wanna well so you just wanna tell the truth. Uh I I have a theory mm. that you can uh tell if you can you can uh tell the truth to someone and it won't be awkward. And it's not really that scenario that you just but like you have to do it very quickly. Yeah. Like if so if someone asks you uh so, I don't know, I'm trying to think, like if someone asks for something from you you know, if they were like, hey, can you drive me to the airport? And you, if you immediately go like, no, that's crazy. Then it's like, all right, sorry I asked. Like, it's very quick. But if you, if you like wait a long time and build it up, mm-hmm. 
then it then it gets uncomfortable to be like, well, I can't say no to him now. Like it's take I've taken too long. Yeah. You know, like in a weird that, yeah, that's the, not, the classic example is when somebody mispronounces a word. Yes, you have to you have to tell know, them. The one that I'm still kind of uh, massaging in my own household is my wife. I think you know when you start doing something as a joke and then it just stops being funny to keep yeah. doing it. I even know what TV character she got it from. She started doing this little Valley Girl thing where she'd go ah at the end of yeah. words. Like I don't even know why. Ah. Yeah, and it's like the first time I was like, oh, she's probably just doing that today. And then yeah. by the third day, it's like, it's very, actually, you kind of talk about that in your special. It's yeah. really difficult to talk about core issues with the person that you have chosen to live with for your entire life. And yet these <laughs> are the people, these things most need to be addressed with. I almost feel like we need to figure out something that we can just all agree on in society where like we, we it's like a mandatory grievance court for relationships like yeah. twice a year. Like, look, hey, hon, I don't want to have to make up a list of five things you do that have been bothering me lately. Yeah. It's the law. It's what and it would just sort of do, socially yeah. smooth over this thing that we all want It's like to. the movie The Purge. But instead of like murdering people, it's like a, a like a let's be reasonable with the purge, and it's yeah. just like yeah. we have to do this once a year. We have to like yeah. do some cleaning up. It was so. very hard for me to think of things that you do that bother me, yeah. but uh, you know, but the law is the law, and uh, you got to stop. You got to stop sucking when you drink things. If you just put the cup back, yeah. the liquid will just fall right in. My wife will do it. Like if I uh, if I snore and not like I'm not a big I don't snore a ton that I know of. But uh, it's never been a problem. But if I snore, my wife will just hit me. Good. Like, she's very quick to do that stuff. But then I'm never, if she is, like, snoring or anything, I never touch her. Like, I will only do it. Sometimes she'll breathe and make, like, a little noise. And it's the rhythm of it is it's just too spread out just enough mm-hmm. that I can't, you can't go to sleep. You start you dreading the next rotation. Yeah, you're like, around. well, it's about to be done. <laughs> she can't do it again. And then she does it again. <laughs> it's the timing is un- unreal. Yeah. Uh, and so, but I'll never leave her alone. Um, that's okay. I say this as someone who is apparently a very high level snorer. I have been. I have been told. I've. I have slept with people who have subsequently invited audiences to come and observe me sleeping. Wow. So I'm that kind of level of snorer. Oh, like you go somewhere and they someone watches you through glass. And... Oh no no I, oh no I've done that as well. Yeah. But I mean like what my first girlfriend invited her friend to come over and hang out and watch me sleep because she's oh, like dude. you got to hear this guy snore and he's like he can't be that bad. She's like will you come over and watch this guy sleep? I like that. Like if someone asks you like how many people have watched you sleep and you're like I don't even know. Like, like you could not even know. Like yeah. you're like, oh, well, there's a whole third of my nail life. it down. I, I don't. I'm sure I'm missing some. Yeah, I can't. I can't account for absolutely everybody. But and that person has to remember that immediately. Yeah. Right. Like, See, there's a middle ground. If you don't, you're like you snore. I don't care. I get used to it. I sleep through yeah. it. Great. If you beat the shit out of me repeatedly and after doing that three times and realizing it's not going to work. I remember one time staying in a really small hotel room in Paris with a really big guy, wingspan. Not so much tall as wingspan. If yeah. you're an NBA fan, that's all we talk yeah. about nowadays. Almost yeah. more important than height. Just yeah. kept grabbing a pillow from one side of the very tiny room to the other one, just hitting me over the head to shut me up. That I respect. What I dislike is when I wake, and this is happening with many women, when I wake up in the morning and they go, you were awful last night. I could not sleep. Yeah. And now it's... Yeah, not six hours. What was it? The guy was y'all were sharing a room. We were sharing a room in Paris. Yeah, like a hostel. Yeah, we were lovers. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then that that broke it off. Yeah, that was that was the end of my gay. You knew how to make Paris even (laughs) unromantic enough that you. Yeah, it turns out I snore too loud to be gay. Yeah, you couldn't (laughs) even. He's like, he's like, bro. Like I love you, but <laughs> you should. Uh, you, women will be able to put up with this more than yeah. the men you will try to. This date. seems to be more of the hetero package yeah, yeah, than yeah, the yeah. one that I signed up yeah. for. So you, uh, you recently, very recently, turned forty. 
Yeah. How's that for you? Uh, it's good. I didn't want to at first, uh, March 25th. So mm-hmm. I, I was really despising it. Uh, it was, you know, like it was right when it was getting very close. Like it was just a thir- like half of 39 to 40 is when I thought about it. I was like, man, I don't, I don't want to be 40. Like I just don't want to be 40 in your, I don't know. I didn't. And then the day I turned 40, it was, I have a six year old. And I don't know if it's her just saying you're 40 over and over. And she's not even doing it like a mean way, but just like, you're 40, today's your birthday, you're 40. And then you're like, yeah, I'm 40. And you almost can look at 40 where you like, you feel like, well, I'm young in the group of 40s. And the people that are 40s, I'm the young one. I'm new. Thanks for having me. Mm. <laughs> and then you're, you know, and then you're like, yeah, I'm 40, man. It's like, it's what it is. And you just move on and. You get, get you know, I don't know, keep going. What are you going to do, right? You don't really have a choice? Yeah, there's no choice. I mean. I read a chilling thing a day or two ago that for the 40s are the old the old part of being young and the 50s are the young part of being old. Oh, yeah. That makes 50 sound like, sound like more of a bummer than I really needed it to be. Yeah, but maybe uh, what I someone told me is like everybody was like your 40s. Everybody likes, I think, the age. If you ask somebody, like, what's your favorite? Everybody, I think they say. Everybody says almost what they're in. Everybody really likes the age that they're in. Hopefully. they Yeah. I mean, if you ask someone in the 50s, they're like, I love my 50s. I love my 60s. And I get why you could do it. Your 40s are, you're like, oh, yeah, you're not wasting. My, there's a comedian, Giannis Papas, my buddy, and we, he, he like talks about all this stuff all the time. But in your 40s, like 40s, 50s, 60s, they were like, it's awesome. Like, uh, you're, that's when you're, uh, your 40s is like, you know what you want. You, uh, you're not like, you know, like you're not like young enough where you get like someone's like shining keys at you and you're like, I'll go see what that is. Like <laughs> you're like, yeah, that's going to be nothing and I don't want to do it. Yeah. And then you're like, man, that feels so good to like, I would have wasted mm-hmm. a day. So you just learn to like get rid of like the stuff you learn that nothing really matters. Yeah. You learn that like, you know, you just do what you do and you, you probably, you really do probably get your best work done. Of just whatever your thing is, because you will, you know, you're just like, yeah, you're not like, yeah, I don't have to go do this stuff. I don't have to go, yeah, you know, I like stop drinking, and like you're like, yeah, because I don't have to go drink. I don't want to wake up and feel bad anymore. I'm not against drinking. Yeah, I, it is fun. You stopped entirely. Yeah, mm. it's but it's I see that it's fun, but it, it's like you're just too miserable. The next day, yeah, is ruined yeah it's ruined it's amazing how many days can fall into a vortex when you get to our age i'm two years a year and a half older than you when uh when you decide to drink on a friday night and all of a sudden not because you've disappeared to tijuana for a bender and not because you drank so much on friday that you're hungover for five days although both those things can happen but just literally you wake up and you're like fuck it's wednesday yeah i just completely lost my groove yeah for an entire week for and i'm not even sure i like newcastle yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know if I really care for it. I now I have, and for some reason I bought two cases of it, and it was like I'm a Newcastle guy now. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, you just don't, you know, you, you. I mean, you do. I there's times you want to drink, and there's I get it. You still do, but yeah, it's it's not. I was like last night I was walking around, and I was just seeing. Uh, you just see people drunk, like mm-hmm. at bars and stuff like that. And you're like, man, you're like, yeah, I remember that. Like, I remember like, and I was like, you know, and you're like, they're probably going to wake up and feel awful unless I thought about this morning. I thought about maybe they don't feel like awful. I was thinking, I I bet people don't drink as much as like I drank a lot. Like I would, you know, I was, uh, 
uh, I wouldn't drink it like at home, but I would if you if you were drinking, I was drinking. Like let's let's go, let's have fun. Yes. And uh, so they, you know, but that, I bet people don't drink as much like as you think. No, there's no way that they do. But the the weed thing is, I I can't believe I thought marijuana was so big when we were kids. Yeah. And now, and, and it. I feel like people, like, I keep hearing weed gets stronger, but I feel like everybody handles it way better. I was at a Mexican restaurant recently, and there was these two dudes, like, fighting a losing battle against a plate of nachos. Yeah. And I was like, oh, they're so stoned, they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Like, and they left, like, a mess on the table, and I was like, ah, oh, they're not bad guys. They just don't know what they're yeah. they're doing. They're not going to go fight anybody. No. They're but I don't feel be... like I see as much of that, but I don't know if you feel this way. Like, yeah. when I'm stoned, I, I don't smoke weed anymore. It doesn't agree with me, but I'm in a completely different frame of mind. Yeah. I may as well be two different people in terms yeah. of what I respond to and the way, you know, the physical cues I'll give you and shit. And I, I do a little bit of stand-up, and I'm like, oh my God, that's right. Every fucking person, at least in California, every person here is high. Yeah. You almost, like, need to take into account, you're not really, I don't think you're talking to a drunk crowd the way that you might have even been, even at the beginning of your career. Yeah. It's, the world has become more of a weed that's, world. That's funny. Yeah. Well, that's out here, I think. It's not so much everywhere? I don't think it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I do think weed is m- much more acceptable, and, like, I live in Nashville. Mm-hmm. You don't, like, I smell weed, I've already smelled weed, I smell weed at the airport mm-hmm. uh, when I landed here in L.A., uh, you could just smell it like, you know, I don't know if a guy's smoking it, but you could just really smell it. on. Yes. The- Sunset Strip smells like weed. It's amazing. Yeah. So it's, it's, it, yeah, it is crazy to be, uh, to do that. It is a good thing though. I think it's good. Like weed is just people and not as like, you know, I mean, alcohol is like, you see like, I mean, just ruins families. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's yeah. My dad was a really, really bad stoner is yeah. just the beginning of a much milder tale. Yeah, my, yeah, my dad was a it's really like, bad was he, alcoholic. Yeah, 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 like your dad's a son. You're like, so he was, he was never there. You're like, no, he was there like yeah. too much. Right. He like, he's like your dad's not gone. You're like, he's just there. <laughs> my childhood was so boring. Yeah, just so boring. Incredibly... And you'd be like, my dad was just lazy. Like it's like that's like a deadbeat weed dad yeah. would just be like, he's just lazy. Don't get me wrong, the snacks yeah. were incredible. No, we know. Yeah, we <laughs> ate good. We shouldn't have ate what I was eating. I always knew where he was at. Uh, so you remain uh, Tennessee based. You've not sold out and become a coastal elite. Well, I I was for I was in uh, I've been I was in Chicago for two years, New York for nine, and I lived out here for two. I see. And so I've been back for five. And you went back there because you wanted uh, to raise a child there. Yeah, we have we had our our daughter, and uh, I just started touring a lot, mm-hmm. and I tour quite a bit. So it's it was like kind of like pointless to be here. For the pointless, I was just leaving them out here. And yeah, I understand. Yeah, no, it's 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 not so much where where you don't need to be anywhere for work because you need to be yeah. everywhere for work. So yeah. it's more like where's the kid going to be? Now, is your, is your wife from the same part? She's of- from Huntsville, so an hour away. Okay. Yeah. When you left there, do you think you would have been the kind of person who said, um, "I would love to have give a child the kind of child that I had," or hell no, I'm never coming back here and putting another. Kid oh through no, this. no, I want her to go back. You were that. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. Like, yeah. I want her to go. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm more of I. You know, I had a great uh, upbringing, and uh, my parents are we're all there's they're all around. A lot of cousins, brothers, has a lot of kids. Sister has kids, and uh, so like you know, a lot of family. I like family. Like so, yeah, I wanted her to go back and you know and and be raised up in that. You know, I, I mean, we try not to. I would try not to move back out here ever. 
Yeah, I get it. Uh, not, I do it's like not for, it. It's not for everybody. Yeah, yeah. I'm. Mean, I do love. I do love the weather. I love like. There's like a lot of things that I do love. But it's like, yeah. I mean, I grew up there. I mm-hmm. like being from there. Uh, it helps me. It helps me for, you know, coming up with stuff, uh, jokes. Like you're, you know, you're just in a different environment. Yeah, and, uh, I could do without hearing any more entertainers telling me what L.A. is like, or even worse, do you know what the difference between L.A. and New York is, which is yeah. very relatable to people who hate yeah. both those places. You know, I learned, uh, you know, it's funny is that we do jokes about, like, airplanes because we fly so much. Yeah. And uh, I've done jokes about airplanes and airports and stuff. And someone said, I, I just saw someone comment once about it. And they're like, why do comedians talk about airports so much? Like, I've I've only flown, like, once. And I was like, it made me think, I was like, you know what? That's like something we we would take. The comedians take that as hacky to talk about airports, and then, you know. But you're like, yeah, regular people don't fly. Mm. They don't like. No, they fly once. I mean, they. Uh, if you're a frequent flyer, you fly probably once a year. Yeah. If you're unless your job, like yeah, you're yeah. either like on the road twenty four hours a day, or you're like you. You know, you could be like, yeah, I haven't flown. In five years. Yeah, and if you do, your relationship to it is is different. I'm not going to say it's a treat every time because you might be flying to like a funeral or something yeah. like that. But, but it it's is, exciting. It's an occasion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I don't know that it necessarily reads the way people are aware that it reads to sound really jaded about that experience. When it is pretty special that you get to go in a metal box and fly yeah, up, fly up it's, above the yeah, clouds. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, they yeah. have. Yeah, I have a uh, a lot of family that could be. You know, I'm trying to think. My mom last time she tripped, like flew. She flies. She's flown more. But yeah, they just don't. People just don't do it. Yeah, <laughs> you're yeah. like, yeah, you don't. You stay at home. Like unless you travel for work, why would you leave? Right. You don't well, have time to leave. Yeah, they put out a survey recently that the it's a pretty robust percentage of Americans that have never been out of their home state. Yeah. Ever. It does. Oh, it wow. does happen. So I I don't know that I've spent time in Tennessee. Certainly not a lot of time. How is it? How would it be different than what I would be thinking? Uh, then oh, then I thought you doing like the New York L A difference. You're no, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, uh, the differences between Los Angeles and Tennessee are subtle. Go. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's it's very entertainment based uh-huh. with music. Right. Uh, all the agencies are there. So like you that's li- even you, you like of, country music. You're racing country music. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, weirdly, I'm, I wasn't a big. I'm not a big music person. Like I'm okay. not a. That sounds weird. Like uh, but I have I have no like. I didn't grow up like going to listen to live bands or anything. I like music. You do enjoy it? Yeah, I enjoy it. But it's like, I mean, I can go a long time without listening to music, though. Really? Oh, I could end up being, well, I would listen to like talk radio or something. I Uh like stuff like that. And a lot of sports talk. Mm -hmm. And I could be, yeah, that's where I could be like, it could be a week. And I'm like, I haven't listened to music in easily a week. I just listen to like, you know, whatever on the radio. That seems almost sociopathic. It could be a problem, you know. <laughs> I do, and if I do listen, I listen to the same kind of stuff. Like yeah. I like very my music taste is not. It's like a teenage girl. Like I was, uh-huh. my music taste is whatever America's on board with. I'm probably like, like you know, whatever they're. Oh, that's great. So your daughter will be. Oh, I'll go to concerts with her and love it. Like <laughs> <'Cause>, I would. <laughs> as yeah. a guy who listened to the entire Lego Movie Two soundtrack on Spotify this morning. Oh yeah, and perfect. I was like, yeah, uh, this, could, this could be worse. I know yeah. I'm supposed to shit on this, but this could be, and that's the boy that wants that. I got the yeah. I got the girl bringing up the rear, and yeah. I'm like, I'm not sure I'm going to hate the Frozen soundtrack as much as I'm supposed to. Oh yeah, dude, Disney. <laughs> I love Disney music. I'm way on board. I uh, yeah, I would. I but it's a good thing. You see, you better go to your uh, 
you know, your son's music, and then you have a daughter. So then, yeah, we're in the same boat where we can go, I can go listen to Taylor Swift. I can go listen, whatever, whoever would be that she wants to go hear. I'd be like, yeah, I, like, it'd be fun, and I love it. Like, uh, I have been thinking about music, though, somewhat recently with, because uh, I saw Leonard Skinner uh, at Caboo Festival. Where we did, we were, I was part of it. Recently. Recently, yeah, a couple How are weeks those, ago. Are those guys still bringing it? Yeah, it was okay. great. And, uh. Yeah, I was thinking, but like them, like writing, uh, like them, uh, the music back then, I do get it. Like when you do listen to music now and it's new music, it's like a very, like they say like eight words mm. in the whole song. And those guys were like, literally, it's a story they're saying. They were not in a rush. Classic yes. rock was not in a rush. Yeah, yeah. And I do, you do start going like, all right, I, I see how people could, get mad, could be mad about the music nowadays. Like they, they, like they, they could be like, because it is, you're like, they they're they're just grabbing like a good looking kid mm-hmm. that can sing, and you don't even really have to sing because they can make your voice sound like crazy. Yeah, and then you're like go, and then I but I would listen to it and be like, yeah, this is fun because the beat is very good. I know it makes you go like, all right, so I need to like throw more respect to whoever's making that beat. I think so because that's so. where it's at. You know what? It, it, they're basically just making a can of Coke. But yeah. you know what else? Coke's fucking awesome. Yeah, you know, Coke's here to stay. Yeah, exactly. I like yeah. fancy restaurants. And I like out-of-the-way taco places in rest areas that people don't know are there, but Coke is also, is also I, pretty good. I damn actually good. get angry if I go to a fancy restaurant and they're like, we don't, they have their own soda. It was enough to make me almost walk out to be like, just be normal. Yeah. And have diet. Yeah. I just want a diet Coke. Yeah. Get I'm not asking for a lot. No. Just please give me a diet like, and be a regular person yeah. about it. If you can, uh, yeah, if you can accommodate gluten intolerant people, you can, you can tolerate me. Yeah, you, you just a guy. Just keep a sixer yeah. in the yeah, fridge. A six pack for, of Diet Coke. Dickheads like me can just walk in. Just keep like a just keep uh, a six pack. Can I get Diet Coke? Like we don't have it. I believe you do have it. Oh, yeah, I've yeah. made a scene last time I was here. So. <laughs> it's right next to the high life uh, in the yeah. fridge. Don't pretend you don't yeah. have it. Yeah. Um, I love the bit in your special. I, well, I love that you talk about your uncle at the wedding and the shirtless yeah. tux, and then I really enjoy that at the end you provide um, visual evidence that that is not yeah. something that you concocted or embellished. Yeah, it's a real deal. We uh, on my social media, we posted a, a clip from that today. We tab tagged uh, Tuesday, the one that was married. Yes, that day on Instagram, and uh, this we just did it today. That's where I burst. But yes, it I all my stories are true and uh they're based in uh truth and they're almost exactly true and you just kind of learn how to like say them in the very true way and you know cuz some stuff can be very exaggerated but I try to keep it all pretty exactly real. I mean all the stuff in that wedding story happened my great aunt and uncle forgot to fight. Mm-hmm. Uh you know I mean all of my you know and so yes, you show the pictures. Yeah. At the end it shows that like these are these are things that come from uh, a truth based thing, and I think people like truth. You know? Yeah, for sure. Is do, is your wife ever aware when something out of the ordinary is happening that a bit might be happening? Like, I feel like I, I yeah. know I I know Burt Kreischer a little bit. Yeah. I think I know enough to know that his wife knows that she has sort of been cast in the reality show of Burt's stand up comedy. Yeah, yeah, she's accepted. I think yeah, she's I think just she's on board with it. I yeah. think she's made her. Yeah, she might even like it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is the best way. Yeah, well, she. Yeah, I think she has her own podcast. I think you're and right. Like, so, like, yeah. So she's just like, yeah. It's the best way you got to do it to be like, all right, you're either going to fight this, yeah, for the rest of your life, divorce. Mm-hmm. Or be on board with it. Yeah. And he's so yeah. Uh, Howard Stern may have taken that bullet for everybody. Yeah. That he was the martyr that that whose marriage died so that all else could 
be free. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he had to. Like, it was a. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't know what to say, but yeah, yeah. I love. I'm a big Howard Stern fan. Oh yeah. So it is interesting that it is he. Yeah, yeah that's interesting that he even he talked about his life. Yeah. Uh, before anybody did, I don't know if they ever thought about it like that. I know, I know he does a lot of things, but yeah, very open about his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people weren't. No, you no one did that. I can't really. think That's like about I mean Louis C.K. Like people don't like him, but what he did was like when he told his called his kids jerks. Yeah, that like changed a lot of stuff because that means and then he was very open and honest about it wasn't just talking about like observational things or things that are disconnected. People still talk about and you can and it's great, but like it opened like ways to be like storytelling where like stuff that I say now is like everything's very truth. Everything's really about your life and really about, and people are now very, you know, Doug Stanhope did that too, but very. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But before Stern, I can't think of, it's almost like he couldn't have proved it. Like Bill Cosby may have been telling God's honest truth about trying to get his kid to eat Brussels sprouts or go to the yeah. dentist or something, but there was, we had no way of verifying that. Once yeah, Howard's wife he left story, him, we yeah. kind of knew that was real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah, Cosby did that too, so yeah. I mean, look, yeah, yeah I guess a lot In of In retrospect, he may have been withholding the truth about certain elements of his life, though. Maybe, it's maybe possible. he did. Maybe he did. <laughs> Allegedly, uh, there are there are yeah, several there's, dozen. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, there's a lot of people that say that corroborate a very similar yeah. story there. Um, so, and uh, you uh, you love being a stand up comic. I read that you want to tour forever. I'm always kind of interested in knowing like what what uh, it seems like it would be less than ideal to be an old person on the road. Like, what's the uh, what do you see? Well, what do you foresee you the sunset tour. of a stand up career looking like? Oh yeah, the end of it. I think, I think I would see it at the end of it is like, I you know, you know I don't know how much there's an end as much as I think towards the end you probably just take breaks and long breaks and yeah. you maybe go two three years without touring and yeah then you kind of pop up and be like all right I'm gonna do a bunch of touring or you do the you Yakov Smirnoff thing and just be like I will be here yeah anybody, oh yeah just at this one place if anybody wants me yeah I mean like if you go to like we're starting to do theaters now and. So when you're doing theaters, man, it's like real show business. It's it's like you go and it's a much different thing. People are there to see you. Yeah, they've. Uh, it's very neat to go see it. Like it's it's not a. I'm not a, a above the. You know, I mean, I just I when I we were walking, I was in Minneapolis and there's this theater, and I'm walking to the show, so I'm having to go in the back door. And, uh, you know, you don't even think, you think, like, I could still walk through the front, and then you're like, oh, I can't. Like, these people are specifically here. They're not at a comedy club where they're just wandering in. They're here for this. And you see them, like, in the the lobby of the theater, and you, I just remember going to the lobbies of theaters, and you're getting a drink, and you're getting, you know, whatever you're getting. Yeah. So it's very, very neat. And a theater is, like, much different. And so if you're touring like that, I think you could slow it down. Like, there's times where you could be like, yeah, I'm not going as crazy. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I do want to do stand-up the rest of my life. I like, uh, I like, you know, I want the last thing that I do in this entertainment world be stand-up. I don't want it to be, like, you know, a movie and then, like, you never, that's the last thing you did. I want stand-up. I don't know if that makes sense. No, like, it absolutely makes sense. Like, Steve sense. Barton was a yeah. stand-up comic. Yeah. His last thing is not going to be stand-up comedy. No. It's going to be his movies. No, he didn't seem to understand that you could write more jokes. I think why I read in his thing, he got like too big. I do get what he's saying. He got it became too much of a thing. It was he, when he people was were just going to scream. They no were screaming. What he did. It was yeah. I and I I do understand what he said. Like that's like sometimes like on a Saturday show, uh, at a comedy club, you can feel like people are like very excited that you're there. And I'm this is I'm filling it on a tiny level. Compared I understand to what you're saying, but like at least see like a hint of it to go. Those shows cannot be as fun. 
because those people are too excited to mm-hmm. be there. Yeah. And so they're not not fun for me, but it's like to even them, you're like, I don't know how much you're even listening because y'all are just like, it's Saturday. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, it's you're just so pumped. It's a pep rally. It's a, yes. And so it's very nice and I lo- and they're great. But like, imagine an arena of yeah. people that are just like, you walk out and it's just shouting jokes. It's yeah. just shouting at, like, it's not even a rapport. It's doing a completely different thing. Yeah. It was the, I feel like Andrew Dice Clay, I guess Steve Martin did it before him, but that's the first comedian where, uh, like, comedy depends in large part on the element of surprise. Oh, yeah. The guy who forsook the element of surprise, not that he chose that. Yeah. And still got the laugh. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that was the thing. That was the thing. Yep. All right. I have to let you go. You're a busy man. You got stuff to do. Let me remind everybody that you have shows this weekend in scenic Oxnard at Oxnard Levity Live. You'll also be at the San Jose Improv in July 12th through 14th. You're at Nate Bargazzi, NateBargazzi.com. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. More to come on The Tully Show. Comedians and dear friends Willie Simon and Handron CV next on Sirius XM 103 Faction Talk. Welcome back to The Tully Show. I am your host, Mike Tully. Before the break, I was speaking to Nate Bargatze. His Netflix special, The Tennessee Kid, is streaming now. Joining me now, two of the hottest up-and-comers on the Hollywood stand-up scene. Handred CV will be headlining Knicks in Boston June 21st and 22nd. Willie Simon performs all over the West Coast and can be seen this Tuesday and every other Tuesday at the Dojo of Comedy at the Sycamore Tavern in Hollywood for our bi-weekly show, Comedy Attic. Hello and welcome, Handren and Willie. What's, What's happening, man? Glad to be here. Thank you for joining me. Yeah, this is this is gonna be fun. I'm excited. This is a beautiful place. Yeah, very uh, new studio. I yeah, love it. I, I, I told like them. It. I told them this is far more than I needed, but they insisted. I know. Well, <laughs> what did you ask for? Three computers? Yeah, I I did insist that my setup make it look like I was the keyboardist in a '70s prog rock band. I was gonna say. So dude, on that is... level, they fell somewhat short. When does Peter Gabriel come in? I'm still yeah. waiting for the smoke machines. <laughs> you 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 have the setup of uh, what's his name? The drummer for Rush. Yeah, I got a Neil Pert thing Neil Pert going thing on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, does it just? Did your chair just spin around slowly with different mics you can talk into? I, I I should get that. I also look like one of the first guys who gets blown sideways on the the Starship Enterprise. Yeah, <laughs> when shit exactly. gets hairy. Yeah, <laughs> I can't I'm, do it, Captain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm the well-meaning fresh faced boy who gets sucked out the side into <laughs> into a black hole. Yeah, why aren't you wearing red right now? It's weird. So, uh, you guys are both uh, your comics. Yeah, and, something like that. Correct. And, I don't know why you said it with a question mark. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> Comics, kind of. I, uh... Um, and I, uh, I, resp- I, I work alongside and with you guys all the time, but I feel Got like it. a total uh, interloper in your world. Because no, man. I'm, not at all. No, no. Let me explain. Because you guys are actually like doing the thing. You guys are are paying all the. Uh, the comedy dues, yeah, you know mm-hmm. that uh, your lives are living hell is what I'm getting. At. <laughs> yeah, no, it's Absolutely. definitely rough. <laughs> I saw the Mercedes you drove in here. <laughs> I ride a Trek. That's my. <laughs> I'm Handred's car. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. My life. Uh, you guys are just younger than me. That's all. You, my my that's life too. sucked yeah. an awful lot of dick when uh, when I was your guys's age. No, I, I hope to be uh, as successful as when I'm uh, fifty or however you old you are. I'm not. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's so sad that you're not that far off. I'm, how old are you, Andrew? 
34. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm a little closer. I'm in between. I'm, yeah. a, I'm the medium between you two. Yeah, Handron's sure. screwing up right now. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> I'm running, I'm running I'm, a show with someone who is literally half my age. Like, literally. Yeah. It's, it is actually embarrassing when I think sometimes that I'm collaborating with somebody who I could have fathered. You know, it is oh, like that, oh, but yeah. at the same time, I, <laughs> I will I like, how old work- is Jason Ellis? Exactly. Yeah, I will work sometimes with sixty-year-olds, and we're just hanging out. And I go, I must make them feel like shit because yeah. they're like, "Oh, I'm on the show with this fucking dude." Tonight. It is a weird thing. I I don't know where our like, you can't say generation because you're talking about like a fifty-year span. Like where we turn at a certain point, you do have to own the old thing. And there, yeah, there's comics that we know who we think of as just. That's some dude, and he smokes weed, and he hangs out and makes dumb jokes, and sips on a beer, and goes and does a spot, and then goes to the diner. And that Joe guy Rogan. is like, yeah. and, and that guy yeah. is like, is like fifty six years old. Yeah, exactly. Joe you Rogan. don't even see it coming. Like, You're like, that guy's that old. Yeah, and it's <laughs> like he was thirty six and he did that, and yeah. he was forty six, and I have a feeling he's sixty six. But like that guy can't be eighty six and still yeah. do. It can't be ninety six. Yeah. Except I think there is a generational thing in comedy of. It, when you started, that's your generation. doesn't matter how old you are, mm-hmm. but totally. if you're 10 years in, you're all 10 years in, even if you started at 20 or if you started at 50. Yeah. I should, when, yeah, it's like the class. Yeah. I know yeah, I know plenty yeah. of 40-year-olds who are basically the same age as me right. in terms of like comedy experience and everything like that. You know? Yeah. It kind of lumps people in. But, I mean, there's different things people talk about. You know, I think we have different topics that we talk about. You have you talk about your kids. I talk about my parents. <laughs> yeah. the... But where... where And Handron yeah. talks about the one time he tried to blow a guy. <laughs> he tried in to blow car. me. It he tried car. to blow me. All, I've, all I know is the basic... The basic payoff is your remorse at not blowing the guy. No, again, he tried to blow me. Yeah. And, and later I'm, on, and you're I like, wait a second, I could have totally blown him. <laughs> I totally blew him, and I wouldn't let him reciprocate. That was the thing. I felt Hendrick's a giver, not a taker. Yeah, yeah. I don't like I don't like the, the white elephant thing. Blame you know, I just mom. like to give gifts. I get off watching you get off, <laughs> guy That's who for picked me, me up. I'm was... codependent. Hitchhiking. Yeah. Uh, let's learn a little bit about each of you independently. Willie, you are, a, or you're a child. As we yeah, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a comedian, actually. <laughs> you're a comic and you're a child, and you yeah. are born and raised on Maui. Yeah, I'm actually born in Los Angeles, uh, raised in Maui. Oh, really? Yeah, which makes oh, it I was honestly you less were, interesting. No, yeah, I was thinking you were way more interesting and legitimate <laughs> than you are. Did you hear about that lady that got stuck? Yeah, on Maui. That was in mm-hmm. a. It was, she was in the forest for like 17 days or something like that. But like, she didn't just walk on, straight. Well, that's what I'm saying, dude. Just follow the river down. <laughs> if the river it's is not going even the, the craziest sloping part, downwards, <laughs> the craziest part is, from what I gather, she was on like something that was ap- approximately the same dimensions as like a golf course. Like at no point was it ever more than three miles from from the edge. That's insane. If she had committed to a. It, it would, to actually, a direction. it would actually be harder to stay in there for 17 hours, 17 days, and never accidentally find your way yeah, to exactly. the edge. She's just, just walking around in circles around this tree. Like yeah. I, She's just giving the whole women can't have bad direction, like a, a horrible name. Just <laughs> She gave a couple different groups a bad name because she's like a uh, physical therapist, yoga person, and oh, she refuses- vegan? Also, I someone who recently, assumption. I think someone who recently moved to Hawaii too. Yeah, which people I, from Hawaii already hate. Oh yeah, people, yeah, yeah. they're like, oh yeah, of course you couldn't. Yeah, get out of a two and a half mile radius of the mountain. You know, yeah, it's the forgetting Sarah Marshall thing. Yeah, it's the, exactly. The kind of person who just like we everybody goes on vacation to Hawaii and like picks up some sort of uh, like real estate 
you know, uh, handout. And you're like, I, I think I could. Yeah, I think I, think I could. I, think, I think this is my year. But yeah. it's a special kind of dickhead who actually doesn't go home and like snap out of it. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. And so this woman is she's hell bent and she refuses to admit that it was a mistake or that there was anything bad about it. She's hell bent on sticking to this narrative that clearly is like about the only thing that got her through her two week ordeal on an overgrown golf course. <laughs> Which is that two weeks, seventeen, seventeen days. days. Not that even that there was a larger. That there was a. She didn't bring her phone. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, and I, I suspect that the parking lot was like three trees over. Oh, I'm and sure. And the whole time she's sitting there going, "God, God meant for me to get." She really has this whole story. She did the interview. I for, I didn't know that she had just moved there because she she did have the flower in her behind her. Yeah, ear. of course she did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm native now. I did the uh, yeah. the rite of passage. I have to stay in this golf course for 17 days, and now I'm Hawaiian. She's still wearing. <laughs> the I laid lay. myself. <laughs> I laid <Yeah>. myself. <laughs> What role, did, what role did Lay's play in your life growing um, up, Willie? Surprisingly, <laughs> a high amount of Lay's. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's, it uh, seems like it's something you only get at the airport, but like every time you graduate from like a grade, they give you like forty Lay's. You should see my graduation picture. I can't see over the amount of Lay's. That that's beautiful. You're a beautiful. People. And that's everywhere wow. in Hawaii. It's fucking hilarious. Aloha to you. Yeah. No. <laughs> mahalo, nui loa. What is mahalo? Okay. Okay. Nikapona. What? What's mahalo mean? Mahalo means. Uh, Thank you, Handrin. Oh, mahalo. Yeah, no, mahalo to you. I like how it says, uh, mahalo says, uh, it says mahalo on all the trash cans around Hawaii, so people come to Hawaii thinking, like, mahalo means trash. It's <laughs> <laughs> a reasonable assumption. Basura, mahalo, same thing. Same exactly, thing. it's all, it's all and, uh, and, well, you were in a band of some sort, right? Yeah, I was in a, a Christian reggae band in high school. What? Yeah, yeah, we were called. Uh, reggae is really big in Hawaii, and so is Christianity because of all the uh, all the missionaries and all that stuff. Yeah. And so it's, yeah, but uh, it's like after they, after they left, couldn't they just give up on it? Well, yeah. They definitely <laughs> could. Well, a lot of uh, Samoans are Mormon because they uh, like the Mormon missionaries came out to Samoa and they're just like, "Hey, this is way better. We have running water. Check this out." They're like, I think this Mormon God's a good fucking guy. Yeah, but uh, a lot of you uh, mean Jesus. Yeah, the Mormon I, God. I, don't, yeah, I yeah, actually yeah. don't know. Okay. Is it Jesus? <laughs> the Jewish Jesus? Which <laughs> they don't like to talk about that. <laughs> so is there's the fourth Jesus? Oh, they have the Native American Jesus. Yeah, that's yeah, right. that's the Mormon have, Jesus. Right, because there's the Old Testament yeah. Jewish Jesus. There's the New Testament Christian Jesus. That well, the, no Jesus actually came for yet. Well, there's the Quran. Yeah. For, the, for the Muslims, that's Quran just, is just Jesus was a dude. Yeah, Jesus is just some guy hanging out. And yeah. the Mormons are Jesus came to America. The Quran's like the Bible spinoff, you know, where Jesus is like, oh, that's Jesus. Yeah, like the yeah, like he when they was had a Pablo background Escobar character. and Narcos Mexico. You're like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, like, or you know, like uh, it was the reboot of of the. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was the gritty reboot of the New <laughs> yeah. Testament. <laughs> it's the Rogue One. Yeah, it's, it's the Rogue One yeah. from the Christianity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but um, yeah, it's uh, Christian so, is a big thing in Hawaii because yeah. it's uh, I don't know, there's not a lot to do there. You know, what I mean? so a lot you, of Portuguese so there too, right? A lot what? of Portuguese in Hawaii. Yeah, a lot of Portuguese. Yeah, they're they're Catholic. A so lot you of, em- uh, embraced your enthusiasm for Christianity and songs that all sound the same. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just wanted to play music. I grew up like loving punk rock, but no one else was really into punk rock in Hawaii. You know, it's a big reggae place, a big hip hop place. You know, yeah. but not really a lot of uh, like. Like just skate punk bands that I liked. But do you and, know Jack Johnson? I, uh, not personally, <laughs> but I'm sure I'm one degree away from him personally. I guarantee it. But, Pepper, uh, Pepper, yeah, Pepper. I love Pepper. I grew up listening to Sublime a lot. Like a lot you of the. Don't say a lot of yeah figures. Right? <laughs> 
I sound like Brad Noel right now I, singing. I majored in Sublime in college. Yeah. <laughs> and what'd you do but, in your reggae band? Um, I was a guitar player. We have a. Uh, mm. It was yeah, uh, yeah. You know the. <laughs> bep, bep, it's tough. Bep. Those upstrokes. Those upstrokes. And sometimes downstrokes too, and sometimes you had to muffle it. Boom, bop. You know what I mean? Or, that's not, a pro right there. Not easy. Yeah, exactly. That, that's the technique he learned playing two years in this band. <laughs> Give me a sample. A sample song title. Um, we didn't have any originals. But we would you just change. did covers of other Christian reggae bands. We would do covers of reggae bands and then replace Jaw with God. <laughs> that's, that's a Which, real thing. <laughs> Jaw, they're also talking about yeah, they're God. Talking about they're God. completely unnecessary. Just... So we'll be forever loving God. Yeah, exactly. Or like, uh, just yeah, totally uncalled for. Yeah, it was. It was completely. We were called Revelation, Naturally. which is the. Uh, which I believe the... it was pronounced Revelation. <laughs> exactly. That was why it was the only good Christian reggae band name ever. <laughs> Revelation. Because <laughs> you could do it in a Jamaican accent. <laughs> you can't do like Leviticus. It doesn't, it doesn't work. You know? La vie de casse. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you'd have to do it. <laughs> and then uh, you moved here back to the mainland. And uh, you. I understand you were a college dropout. Yes, I did. I actually I finished in three years. That's what I like to say. <laughs> No, I Hey, I you did. were done. I uh, I I quit um I quit early. Yeah. But um I, I came uh, I came out and did this. And now look at me, dude, you know. I'm yeah. on the Tully show. Things are going it's, well. Yeah, all those college loans. <laughs> exactly. No degree. All <laughs> well, I'm sending my appearance here to all those college loan places and be like, "Oh, okay, he's good." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh and and Hendren, you're from Maine? I am. Yeah, born and raised. Um What are we talking about there? That's like kind of like the south of the north. Very similar. You could fold the country in half, and Maine would hit Florida, and they would just get along. They would, they would be the. It's basically the same people, and a lot of people who really retire in Maine go to Florida every winter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the snowbirds, snowbirds. Yeah, right? Yeah. Is Maine? That's the Stephen King place, right? Oh yeah, my dad was. Uh, my dad's friends with Stephen King. Oh, for real? Yeah. Oh, come on. No, he's not. Yeah, no from way. no. Dude, from, uh, that's like me being friends with Jack Johnson. Get the. Fuck I know. Out I'm here. cooler than you. <laughs> uh, no, because uh, my dad's a musician. He he played music all growing up, and then uh, ended up in uh, nonprofit working for like Children's Miracle Network and stuff. And used to put together shows with uh, his band, the Rock Bottom Remainders. Actually, Children's uh, like, Miracle. Yeah, Network. Oh, that was, that was his. Uh, that was all the authors, right? Yeah, Dave Barry, uh, Stephen King, and a bunch of other authors all played in a band together, and they would do uh, uh, charity shows. And I so thought, he got to know him from that. I thought Children's Miracle Network was where. Uh, Stephen King got the idea for Pet Cemetery. All those, all those dead kids. Yeah, yeah, that and Cujo. <laughs> you know, the cat uh, from the Pet Cemetery movie died under mysterious circumstances. Did they bury him in the? Yeah, no, they cem- put him. There's this really weird place. They put him in the ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's back killing everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Did we use that? <laughs> I grew up on a Did farm. You read the same story. Yeah. yeah, I think I heard something like that. <laughs> we never had a cat come back to life, but we had a lot of cats. A lot of cats would show up at the farm. And reincarnation, that, maybe. Well, that's what I thought. Like I didn't know where they were coming from, but then I had somebody from the city tell me they would just go drop their cats off at farms, and yeah. it turns out that's where all of our the cats would just show up at our farm, and we're like, I guess we have a new cat now. And it turns out <laughs> they would just go drop them at our driveway, and that's how all the cats ended up at our Is farm. That where oh, so all barn all cats come from, well, like, just yeah. abandoned cats. They're just abandoned <laughs> cats. Well, there's all the uh, urban and suburban people tell their kids that story. But they actually do yeah, that. Actually, actually, I didn't wow. think there's actually a farm upstairs. So my dog's yeah. not dead? Yeah, it's just at Handron's house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but here's the, the farm thing. upstate is just Handron's place. 
Where are the fucking dogs coming from? Said, yeah. I thought you said he's in heaven. Oh, no, he's with he's with Handrin. Handrin, yeah. <laughs> what are you, an idiot? Yeah, dogs don't, don't go to heaven. They don't have souls. He's with Handrin. Yeah, exactly. You think God's going to take your hamster? No way. <laughs> he's with Handrins. And we would capture any new cat that came in, and if it wasn't spayed or neutered, we would have it spayed or we- neutered. And I just think of like what uh, hell that is to be abandoned by your family mm. and then like <laughs> yeah. walk into this farm where there's a bunch of other cats, but they're all just like they have no like life left in them because they've had their nuts cut off and they're like, hey, you can hang out here. And they're like, I don't know what this is. And then one day somebody c- captures you, yeah. cuts your nuts off, and the then you're just a zombie you. like the us, rest of one them. Of us. Yeah. How long, how long did it usually take you to catch this cat? Like would it be? Oh, I get a cat in a good day or two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Would, how did you? How would you know? Do you check the barn a lot or anything like that? Or yeah, you're. In, I mean, you're, literally, you do the chores twice a day, but also like you're oh, just right, in the it's barn. A farm, like you got to do farm work. Yeah, kind of, yeah. what kind of farm are we talking about of, here? Uh, when we first started, it was an angora rabbit farm, and uh, then we shifted to sheep and goats. And then when the farm didn't need to make money anymore, uh, for, it became- For what reason? Because my dad became a Dunkin' Donuts man. Is that just when like the farm becomes a house? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, literally before no my- hey, hey, guys, I'm doing okay. Let's just be posers. Yeah, yeah let's just yeah. Uh, let's just pretend just, to have a Let's just carry buckets around <laughs> for the look. Just, just keep I'm these cows and up. just let them starve. I don't know. <laughs> it's horses now, and that's just for pleasure. Yeah. yeah. And chickens. Still have chickens for the eggs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you ever mom- kill a chicken? Oh yeah, yeah. You like it? Uh, no. <laughs> What's your favorite thing to catch? Catch or chickens? What's I always, I always wanted you? to kill a chicken. I've a... killed, I've killed chicken, uh, turkey, and sheep. And I've gone What's hunting for deer. Look, sheep's tough. Uh, kill the sheep with a bow and arrow because uh, we'd used a rifle before. <laughs> what is your life? <laughs> and it was He's a sheep hunting your sheep. <laughs> no, not hunting. Not hunting. It was much more like I've spayed cats with a bow. <laughs> That's a good shot. That's that a is sniper. a good <laughs> shot right there. Man, you need a compound bow for that. You can't use yeah, that bow. Yeah, still or moving. You in the woods or you in a field? Uh, no. Do we, the sheep got paralyzed and uh, and we're gonna have to put it down. And we'd had to do that before. It got attacked by huskies. And yeah, so, I thought you shot the sheep in the spine. Well, I missed paralyzed. the first time, so now it's paralyzed. <laughs> We gotta put it down. So we dug the grave for it, walked it into the grave, and then uh, me and my brother we'd we'd killed a sheep with a uh, having to put a sheep down before with a rifle, and we're like, let's try a bow and arrow. And so it was just like bow and arrow straight to the head, and just put it out and, and it buried it. Yeah, it worked. It's fucking bow and arrow straight. To the head. <laughs> I don't know how strong sheep skulls are. Are they the same thing as rams? Uh, if they're male sheep. Those are rams. Look at that. Dude. Learning stuff, dude. Yeah. Is this an educational show? You want to learn more about rams? I don't you think can anybody's never... in danger of learning anything. <laughs> you can never have two rams in a flock. They will fight. And so that's why most people don't have rams, and they rent rams out to different farms to go fuck all the oh. sheep, and then you take them back, and then that's who you have to slaughter. Like So all the sheep will have get pregnant, have lambs, any of the boys... That's who you take to slaughter. When you're eating uh, lamb, you're eating the males because oh. you you gotta you can't have more than one per flock. My lamb burger is a ram burger. It is. Yeah, yeah I feel ripped off. <laughs> Damn, this changes Greek food yeah, exactly. significantly. <laughs> yeah. And uh, are you being serious? Are you uh, an actual action sports athlete? 
I was, yeah. I used to. Uh, my first dream was to be a pro skier. Mm-hmm. I used to uh, compete in freestyle skiing. Okay, yeah, that's wild. What a like slalom, like the big jump. What kind of what kind of skiing? <laughs> the big jump was big my jump main one. event. <laughs> That's what they call it in the Olympics, I think. Big jumping uh, skiing. A, lot of cl- a lot of cliff diving. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> First we have pole vault, and then we have the big jump. <laughs> no, I was. Uh, I started. I started doing moguls, and then uh, my bi- my event was half pipe. That's what I did. In yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Oh, thank you. Well, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's no, I'm just right. trying to because I should, always snowboarding cooler, cooler, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I the half pipe is awesome. It just seems like one of those things, like um, kind of like golf or whatever, where you almost have to come from an ex- exclusive background because it is. N- it's not like you can just go down to your friendly neighborhood half pipe. Oh, totally. Uh, but how I, do you? So, how did you get in the half pipe? Well, I grew up next to a ski hill. Oh shit! Okay, and uh, and I was one of the poor kids who got to go skiing because I was a local. Mm-hmm. And then by the time I was thirteen, I didn't pay for anything. I was I, I had like clothing sponsors, and the mountain sponsored me, so I got a free pass mm-hmm. and and got free equipment and shit. And so all through high school, I I was like I was I had rich friends, which is do that. Get rich friends. It's the best to hang out with. I was friends with all kids that went to private school. Right. And I would get to stay in ski condos and shit, but I was the fucking poor kid. But I got all my stuff for free. And that's how I did it until I was like 19. And then I blew my knee out and stopped competing and started coaching and then did it for like eight more years coaching. And same thing would get like free equipment, got my pass from coaching, got to travel all around the world and shit doing coaching. That's awesome. Uh, but that was, yeah, that was my first thing. And then, but when I realized when I blew my knee out, and it's a thing that a lot of people don't s- tell people who want to be professional athletes is like, even like basketball, football, hey, I want to be a professional athlete. You go, great. What do you want to do after 26? Because that's basically the lifespan of a, any professional athlete. I, I was thinking about this the other day. I wonder why there isn't somebody who, like, makes a name for themselves as being the person who helps in in mentally and physically and financially athletes transition to Moving life on, yeah. after that. No, I know that there's many people who do that and rip them off. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I feel like if there was just one guy who was like, I'm going to try something different. I'm actually just going to take 5% and yeah. I'm not going to rob them. And sooner or later, the word will get out that I'm the guy who doesn't rob you and actually is like, you need to see, like D- Dwayne Wade, basketball player, is like, I'm going to see a psychologist the second I retire. I'm kidding myself if I think I can just give this all up and walk away yeah. and just yeah. handle it. Like, there is so much money to be made for somebody who will help athletes transition to life after athletics without robbing them. Or furthermore, yeah, uh, college sports, I don't get why your major is not football if you're playing football. And you come out of that with a degree in football, which means you can work for any high school, college, or professional thing in any part. You learn every aspect of what a football career is. Yeah, time. Exactly. If your life was football, then tell me how to stretch so I don't... Tell you how to stretch. All your math should be learned through football, like learning different. uh, What is thirty yards plus seventy? It's let's not go that far. It's (laughs) almost (laughs) as if the academic element of uh, of college athletes is is some sort of. It it is a joke. It (laughs) is almost like it's a scam to make money. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) guys, I had more questions I wanted to ask you, but we are out of time. So let me remind everybody that at 
Handron CV will be at Nick's in Boston June 21st, June 22nd. Tickets yeah. on sale now. And Willie, you are at Trilly Flyman. Not too late to change that, you know. I, I got to change it. It was really funny when I was 20, and now it's uh, it's still hilarious to me, but no one else likes it. So I got to change it. Nobody even knows what it means. No, it's time. It's a, it's a rhyming thing. It's time to get a man. It rhymes. Like, Willie Simon not far off from rhyming. You could just have that. <laughs> rhyming Willie Simon. All right, thanks, that guys. One.